like that like five minutes before we started this podcast you were a really shitty leader do you remember is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action welcome to inspired action for imperfect humans each week we give you real life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions from the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Well, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, for those who are watching, you might have seen a little bit of a reaction on my face, um, only because uh, Zoom did some upgrade, and so they had this um, Siri-like, I kind of think it's Siri's cousin, who's letting you know... Um, giving you audio, just telling you this meeting is being recorded. So I was a little bit taken by, I'm like, who's that? I thought someone else was in this meeting. I was looking around. It's kind of obnoxious though. It's like, it's like, it's like some crappy, you know, Telus or Rogers automated voice. This meeting is being recorded. Let's not blame those guys. For those who are listening, those are our telecom, two of our biggest telecom companies in Canada, because people are like, what, what? Think of Verizon or whoever you guys are using elsewhere. Um, listen, let's get right into it because um, I want to talk a little bit today about some research that I've asked you, Christopher, to look into around shitty managers. Like, what I was is hoping happening? you'd ask me about my jacket uh, first. I, I was going to get to that, actually. <laughs> Can you wait for it? <laughs> because I was wondering why you have your jacket on still, but I'm just trying to let these people my know what they're doing jacket. here. Yeah. Well, just yeah, your jacket. Girl- what? Oh, girl, Why because working with you, I have to run out of here at any minute, girl. I just need to keep one bag packed at the door at all times just because I don't know <laughs> what you're going to do or what you're going to say. You So you're you know, always ready? Is that what you're saying? You know, they, what we're talking about today, listen, I'm going to name this podcast. It's called Shitty Managers, The Research. And if you want to see it full force, just come work with Kyle. Um, girl, and when okay. we get into these statistics... How come every time we have to have a conversation about something, you are so vague? He's like, well, this is what I want. And I'm like, he's like, oh, I want to have like a, a questionnaire. He's like, for what? Well, I just want a questionnaire. Well, for what? Like, like, what do you want the respondents to do or say? He's I think like, well, you I just, stop. I just want to show preparedness. Preparedness for what? I'm like, red I t-shirts. Think... He's like, it could be. I'm like, this is not useful. I think you need to stop poking me before these podcasts. <laughs> That's number one. Because every time there's a podcast about to go live, he finds a way to poke me, right? That if you poke the true. bear, you're going to get bitten. And, oh, girl, and again, and watch uh, the bear run into the lion's I may mouth. not. I may not be as clear, right? And I think when you're coming in armed with your jacket and boxing gloves ready to fight right skin tight ready to fight then that's what happens is usually there's a fight so again can you just tell us why you still have the jacket on is it because you're getting ready to run out or is there another reason because it does look good i'll be honest with you oh, but thanks no actually it's just cozy i'm just <laughs> enjoying the coziness of it well you should enjoy that cozy <laughs> having working in this office Interesting you talk about comfort because I think at the end of the day, that is sometimes what happens to leaders, right? They like to stay in their comfort zone. And today I want to share a story about when I first became a manager. I was 16 years old. And if you can imagine, right, as a 16 year old manager, I, I, there's something uh, that's sometimes wrong about that. But what that really means is that 
I had no clue about managing people. Back then, because I was told I was really good at what I was doing, then they felt I could be promoted. So I got promoted. No training, no mentoring, no direction. I was good. I was really good at what I did. So they figured I'm going to be a good manager. How do you feel about that? Does that make sense? Does what make sense? That See, I get promoted that at 16? Doing. No, of course it doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah. here's the thing though. Like, like people do get promoted because they deliver results. They do. And I think in their you, role, yeah, you are a results deliverer. And I also mm -hmm. think you know how to walk the t walk and talk the talk like you do, because there is a game to be played to move in management. Mm -hmm. And I think you do that well, and you produce results not having proper training though. And I appreciate that because yes, a lot of people when they get promoted is because they were very good at the role that they were in. However, we make the assumption that because they're so good at their role that they can train and teach and mentor and guide other people. And, lead and sometimes, yeah. and lead. And sometimes that's not the case. And so because and here I didn't we are, have- 65 years later, and we're still dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i should talk to your team and find out what they think about you um, my, the funny thing is my team <laughs> loves me the problem is, is that i'm too kind however what we like, find oh, you, need four, you need four weeks off yeah no problem i'll just do your job for you <laughs> what we find is when people are not without guidance of creating that coaching culture, um, we have shitty managers. And I know you'll be really surprised to hear this for other people. I know Christopher isn't because he keeps calling me this. I was a shitty manager in the beginning. I was a really shitty manager in the beginning only because I wanted everyone to move at my pace. I wanted everyone to do what I did. And like Christopher just said, deliver, deliver results. Why is everyone out? Why, why are other people having such a hard time with that? Why do they find an issue, an issue with it? Why can't they just do what I did and produce the results? However, that's not always the case. And when I was acting in that way, in that capacity, I was a shitty manager. And here's the thing. A lot of them won't tell you right? A lot of your frontline people won't tell you. You'll have some outliers like Christopher Lawrence who have no problems telling you, but not everyone is doing that, right? What's at risk when you're a shitty manager? What do you think, okay, Christopher? So, yeah, so here's the thing. I think I we, we actually have some stats on this. Uh, they are uh, from the US again, which is, you know, that's not a bad thing. Uh, it And I think, but I think that they would broadly apply in North America and maybe many first worlds I'm, uh, nations. I'm not sure though, I can't speak to that. So so this, this does come from the labor department job openings and la labor turnover survey from 2018. Okay, so, so in America, uh, 3 million Americans quit their job each month. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And of the 3 million that quit, 1.5 million of them quit their job. So half quit their job because of their manager. Hmm. And, and greater than half think that managers are promoted prematurely. That's what they're saying. And 60% think that their managers need managerial training. To be honest, I think 60% is low. Yeah. I think it's probably closer to probably 70 higher. or 80%. Yeah. And I'm just going to put a little plug in here. 
we focus so much on the leader, but we don't focus on what is the leadership training or, you know, this, this concept followership, what is the followership training Mm -hmm. for the employees? Like how can employees better support their leaders and better hold them accountable? Right? Like how can they do that? And I think that, you know, like if you're not in leadership, and you're not attuned to leadership, there's things that you miss. I spent a lot of my career doing that where it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, well, why don't they just do this? I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about how like, mm-hmm. you know, why, you know, when I, when I worked at West, it's like, well, why don't they just do this? Like, why aren't they doing this? And it's like, it's like, look, with the way my brain thinks I could find an innovative way of solving any problem. Right. But the leadership is so saturated. Like leadership is so task saturated in most cases, not all cases, that mm-hmm. they don't have time to think about innovative solutions. They're so busy doing the job rather than delegating the job, which is part of the problem. And it's mm-hmm. like, so then we're not actually checking in with like, okay, what do you see as the key problem and how can we fix it? And then of course there's the people inter- interaction phase of it. But now being in leadership, I understand that there are different considerations that it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, well, you, you can't just do that. You can't just give people more money. You can't can't just, you know, promote people. You can't just, you know, but I think there's an over-focus on, on weird societal things. Like we give currency to titles, right? Somebody's True. job title has high currency. And it's like, why? Like we've hired people who, who left massive organizations as directors that, that it's just like, I, like you're functioning as a coordinator. We've hired people who are functioning as, or who, who've done the job as a coordinator. And it's like, you know, it's like, do you, do you want Kyle's job? Because you're competent. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I think that there's a huge mismatch here in terms of how we do this, but I, it's all societally driven, right? It's right. also, it, and there's no it, accountability, it, sorry, when training is given, like training is given. I look at my spouse's organization. He works for a railroad. They provide phenomenal leadership training. My spouse uses it on me. He's not even in leadership, but he had the opportunity. Well, he's in leadership for his his um, extracurriculars at work. He volunteers within the organization for a bunch of their charities and stuff. So he does a lot of leadership there. He uses their leadership skills in our relationship in terms of communicating and this and that. They work really well. It's super effective, but nobody holds the leadership accountable in his organization for that training. There's no checks and balances. Sorry, girl, you got me on a soapbox now. Clearly, clearly. I'm just like, you're making my points for me, which is, you know, and, and so the question is, why do leaders struggle, right? Let me just touch on two things you said, which I think is I think accountability great. is a huge part of it. For sure. In the beginning, you know, when you take a look at the first far, uh, first side of this is the front line. The front line feel exactly the same way. I, based on my experience, based on working with people, and you work with a lot of these frontline uh, folks as well, is they want that. They want accountability for these leaders. They want them to be trained, like you you saw some of the statistics that you just mentioned. They want to be trained. They, they should be trained, right? They're saying they're not trained because they're asking a similar question that you did. If they only did this, why are they not doing this? Why is it so complicated? Why? Because it seems as simple. Now, there's other things that goes into that. And I'll talk about that in a second. So the frontline we know wants training for these leaders. Managers, leaders, we're using that term for this uh, podcast interchangeably. But again, it, it means different things sometimes for different people. But just think of managers, leader, doesn't matter. Frontline wants you to be trained. They want, because they're saying you're not trained. They wish you were trained. Then you skip over to the senior leaders who are saying, 
saying similar to what you just mentioned, Christopher, is what we have all this training. We we go through training programs for them. We 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 give them these things. We we have those things, and we've worked with them. Um, that group and we know they have phenomenal training and so why are these managers slash leaders not doing the things they're being trained again they too want that accountability right and so it comes back to that fundamental question is why do leaders slash managers struggle leaders often excel in at then individual contributor letter uh, level, right? So think about that. Therefore, they get promoted and in management position, leadership position, in short, because they're like what you said, Christopher, they're doers of the necessary task, right? Like I was when I was 16. However, once they get promoted, we find typically they receive little guidance or accountability to the training for their new role. And all the time, their functionality is different than what they used to do, which is what causes the issue. Could I, I'm going to break this down a little bit deeper because I know listeners and people who are watching are wondering, okay, like get me to the nuts and bolts of this. Think of it from this way. As a result of manager's lack of guidance and training, they will focus too much on the wrong task, which is in their comfort zone. That's what they're doing. Remember, we just moved them from being a doer to this new role with different functions, but yet without guidance and accountability in that direction and mentorship, creating what we like to call a coaching culture, they're gonna go back to what they know, which is being a doer and because it's within their comfort zone. We need to get them out of their comfort zone. Yeah, Kyle, I, no, I totally agree. I think, I think it's about getting out of their comfort zone. As you're talking, I just keep remembering stories of like, you know, sometimes I had like a, a leader who is a really good delegator. Right. And that's good. Leaders need to be delegators. And I think that there needs to be more openness and encouragement from the leaders to allowing their staff to share and collaborate on those tasks too. It's like, it's like when somebody, you know, like, like there should be encouragement. It's like, you know, Oh, you know, go talk to these three people and see what they say about it. Inform them, get you <clears throat> really create a well, well-rounded uh, outcome. You know, I think there needs to be more encouragement from leaders to teach their staff how to work with them. Like I'm yeah. really clear with my staff, like, mm -hmm. no, I don't like the word staff. We call them team members. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really clear with them about things like, like, I'm going to change my mind a lot. Like mm -hmm. that's my personality. And sometimes it's going to come after you've put work in. And so first thing, I need you to know that second thing, I want you to get really good at asking better questions to minimize your rework. Here's five questions that you can ask me with every project we're working on, you know, or here's a few things that you can ask me that you can build from to see if we're clear on it. And you'll see me because I've got to think out loud. I don't, you know, yep. like I, I think in my head, but I'm, I'm a verbal processor, right? I got to, I got to hear myself say something out loud to, to say, no, that's stupid or, or no, that, that doesn't make <laughs> sense. Or, you know, and then I walk away and think about it for three minutes and I'm like, well, if we did it this way, you know, or yeah. whatever. So, so I think leaders need to do a better job of having their people help work with them and leaders need to do a better job of asking the question, how do you need me to acknowledge you? Yeah. Right? Like, how do you need me to, you know, there's such an over-focus on fucking minuscule bullshit like how much vacation time somebody gets how much title somebody gets how much mm -hmm. and, and if like, i do it for you i had to do it for other people well then do it. it for other people well then you do it like, like what's the consequence yeah. i think the bigger you are the harder it is like like if you're in an organization that has a massive front line you know you can't be throwing around 
15 different titles, it's confusing to the consumer, right? Like it's confusing to your customers, but inside the walls of the organization, it's just, you know, it's like, yes, you have to have standardization, right? <clears throat> but where is their flexibility? Like where does somebody get to, uh, to have the say so that they don't become complacent because they're not just a, you know, I, I look at like, retail as an example of this and mm -hmm. and it's just like I, I wish that retail workers had more flexibility to actually service the customer like i think mm -hmm. you know i think there's a huge lack of product knowledge uh in a lot of the places which is huge missed opportunity i cannot tell you how many places i've walked into uh for seasonal items because it's you know spring and i'm planting and and stuff like this and it's like oh do you have landscaping fabric no, mm -hmm. no, we don't. And I'm like, I know you have landscaping fabric. And they didn't even know like, what it was. How could you not? Yeah. yeah like, like and it's like, not. it's like, they didn't even know what it was. And it's like, if they knew and they said, we're out, that's totally different. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, but they didn't even know what it was. And I'm thinking, I know you're a seasonal worker, but like you guys yeah. are losing sales left, right and center. And, and he's like, no, I don't think it's this. And, and he had to ask seven people, Kyle. Mm -hmm. And then do you know where it was? It was right past the place that he had walked seven times to go talk to seven people. And, and then I kind of poked my head around the corner and I was looking, right. I poked my head around the corner and it was in, it was actually in an end display. It's just, it was right, very poorly right. merchandised with a whole bunch right. of like tiki torches and stuff. So it was, it was hard to see, you know? So it was like, it's like, but where's that innovation? Like who's focusing on this? Sorry, you get you get me on my. <laughs> That's okay. Girl. So I, I I want you guys. Uh, I want to give you guys some tips here. I want to give you some tips around what can you do to move from being a shitty leader to get into a leader that's going to be more strategic. That's people going to be ensuring that their team is engaged. Right? How are you going to showcase? I'm glad you said it that way because I think people need to recognize they were shitty leaders. Yeah. I was a shitty leader when I first took leadership roles on. I was very like you know, like micromanagey, I want it done this way because I'm a type. And mm -hmm. I didn't listen well enough. I didn't know how to hold people accountable. You've been a shitty leader, mm -hmm. you know, in, in your early years. And I think even as leaders, I would call us experienced leaders, we still have shitty leader moments. Of course, it will happen to all of us, right? And I think if you like that, like think five of... minutes before we started this podcast, you were a really shitty leader. Do you remember? Um, in other news, so here are the three <laughs> things that you need to be able to do because I I promise you, if you start at this, this can give you the most impact to making change, influencing, involving your leadership, right? Moving from a shitty leader to a strategic leader, right? So the first area I would say is focus on the manager-employee relationship, which would Christopher just clearly outlined in today's. Um, agile environment and in virtual offices that we've been experiencing, you know, employee relationships are really critical component to this culture of the organization. So effectiveness of this group is really going to depend on how do you build your relationship with your employee. I'm not saying go out for bowling night. I'm not saying because that's a whole nother story. I'm saying finding ways where you know your communication can be very effective. 
employees want better relationship with their leader. So this is where you need to be able to figure out with them, how can you be effective in your relationship? The second area I would say is manager's effectiveness in helping the employee to be effective, right? So again, how are you going to truly remove roadblocks from these employees? Identify the roadblocks for the employees so that way you can do um, what it takes to get them to be effective because that's what you want anyway. And trust me, the employee wants that too. They want to be effective, but the leader needs to help them remove those roadblocks. And the third part is um, inspire performance and build a team that gets, that goes the extra mile. This specifically area is talking about the environment. As a leader, what environment are you creating and is it conducive for them to be high performance high performer in that role so if you think of those three areas right how you can do better with your manager employee relationship how you can make sure you remove roadblocks for them so they could be more effective and third how are you inspiring that performance of your team member creating that environment that allows for them to be great those are the three things I would say. Christopher, did you have something you'd like to add to that? Well, I think there's a responsibility here for the team member too. Like there's some, you know, it's like if you have a shitty leader or manager, also remember that they're just a human being trying to do their job, get their paycheck and get through this thing we call life. Yeah. They yeah. are having a human experience. They come with their own set of histories and traumas and, uh, you know, successes and failures. And I think as an employee, um, as a team member, we need to do better at asking questions, like ask your leader, Absolutely. how do you like to receive feedback? If I see something that I don't agree with, how do you want me to address it? You know, like, like, how would you like to be approached? right? If I see an innovation, do you want to hear about it? By the way, folks, these are also the questions that if you use them in your interviews, you, you are going to one, stand out massively to the recruiting yeah. team. And two, you're going to have opportunities to learn whether or not it's actually the best role for you. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it goes back to that number one is right in that manager relationship. Those are some of the questions. Those are some of the interactions that you're going to have. So, so folks, what is your imperfect inspired action this week? If you were to look at your career or your job, whatever you want to call it, you're to look at your career and your job. What is your inspired action this week in terms of working with yourself, your team or your leadership? It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. That's probably the worst thing you could do is to treat everyone the same who should be treated differently. <laughs>